0: Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're here in the C-Space Studio with me at CES 2020. Here with us is Christian Jewell, the global CEO of Group M. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. For being here. So can you please first contextualize for us what Group M is and how that fits into the broader ecosystem?
1: Sure, so Group M is the media investment firm for WPP. So we're the largest media investment group in the world. Uh, we just last year went over $50 billion in media investment. Um, so basically, that means our clients trust us with their investment dollars to figure out where they should spend their next dollar to find the right impression to match brands and consumers.
0: And then when you're saying investment, you mean purchasing advertising, right? Does, it, does investment mean something kind of long term, or are you talking about specific advice?
1: I like to think about media investment. Um, When you consider an investment, generally you think about what's the return on my investment. Mm -hmm. So we think about return in terms of either building your brand or completing a sale or any of those types of things. So we work really hard to make sure that we're measuring each one of these impressions we put out there, whether that's a TV ad or a digital ad or a search term, in terms of what the overall impact can be when you're building your brand.
0: So you have all this data about what you're putting out into the world, what you're investing in, what's working, what's not, what's getting a return. What are some of the trends you're seeing on what's working as we head into 2020?
1: Well, I think you have to think about all the media that's out there. You know, a lot of people talk about fragmentation and the complexity of the ecosystem, but really, you know, when you have to think about what's working, it's about all those different interactions and how they ladder together to understand what the complete picture looks like for a consumer. So if you're in the market for a pair of sneakers or a car, you think about all the different brand experiences you have in totality. What we want to do is give the right attribution to each one of those particular moments so you can understand which ones you want to buy more of, which ones you want to buy less of, when you've actually completed the sale. So you trail it well off, actually, in the media impressions. All of that's about the investment strategy so that you can figure out what to buy next.
0: And I know you're dealing with so many clients, so many dollars. Are there specific trends or just data points that you've seen recently that have maybe surprised you?
1: Well, hopefully I don't get surprised too often or I wouldn't <laughs> be good at my job. Um, I think, you know, the basic trends are around privacy, certainly government intervention. I think, obviously, you know, the rise of the big tech players and what's going to happen with that. Um, the new entrance of, of new players in the OTT services mm-hmm. um, I think we have to really take a good look at the upfronts in television I and mean, you're seeing you know declining viewership and increasing pricing so I think we have to think about that's kind of an odd economic model and what happens there long term. Um, but generally I'm pretty optimistic about our our, our
0: place. So the upfronts, for people who don't know, is this TV event every year where all the, the, the major, the kind of the legacy, I suppose, TV networks uh, show what they're going to be putting on for the new season and tell the advertisers, please, buy ads on this stuff, right? And um, so uh, what, what, what is your prediction for, for that and how that economic model is going to go? Do you well, think I, I, do I wouldn't that call them I
1: legacy. Knows. I think okay. they might take issue with that. Sure. Um, but definitely on the television side, you know, I think the upfronts are, are obviously an important establishment. I think you're talking about scarcity, and so when you have scarcity... You can look at people take up front positions. Um, but I think it's going to change. I think you know, you're seeing a lot of our folks yeah. here at CES, in fact, we've met with a lot of different partners who are changing the way they're going to market and they're thinking about and you know, how do we put everything into addressable channels. And we talk about addressable or programmatic, what's important about that is just that you know we really want to be able to do is think about frequency, uh, viewability, being able to really manage the flow of media impressions at a much more discrete level. And we're not able to do that when you buy in a traditional television format so as much as we can move into those formats allows us to actually manage the shape of the media interactions that you're going to have is to the advantage of marketers
0: everything uh, is going addressable as you say what do you think is the future of traditional linear tv one of the themes that we've seen or just so you can react to it from other people that i've interviewed here in the c space studio is linear is not as dead or not going away as fast as people might think what's your take on that
1: Well, so linear, I mean, let's just talk about video. So, video is really important. Um, It's definitely the number one area where consumers are interacting with brands. I think what you might see is video becoming more addressable in traditional formats. So, just because it goes through a screen doesn't mean it's traditional TV. It can be delivered in a dynamic way, and then the dynamic nature of it allows you to do dynamic insertion, to create ads that are more specific for that particular person or that audience. Um, That's what I hope to see happen. That's certainly the weight the Group M is bringing to the market to try and shape the future.
0: Thinking about how people used to purchase advertising and, and even what the upfronts maybe used to represent is this idea that if I can show uh, marketers content that they personally like and they kind of intuitively have a good feeling about it, then they'll buy it, right? And that might have been in an era before we had all this data. Now we do have all this data and you're obviously using that. Are there times when intuition still comes into play and maybe that it even clashes with data that you're doing?
1: Well, I think the beauty is we don't have to worry about intuition. I mean, you can put, you can, you can go all Go on your gut instinct for creative ads. Put three of them out, test them, understand which one are in, in. real time, you can start to understand what's resonating, what's not, and isolate and move your media weight behind that particular unit. And we're seeing most of our best customers are doing that already.
0: We're speaking with Christian Jewell, the global CEO of Group M. You became CEO like three months ago, right?
1: Yeah, they announced it right after Cannes in the summer and then gave me a three-month okay. listening tour and okay. then announced it on October 1st.
0: Well, that's great that you Thank got you. to start with a listening tour, which is perfect for my next question, which is what have you learned uh, in this time?
1: Um, well, I've learned a lot. I, you know, I guess I would talk about the strengths of Group M. or really about our global scale. So we're in 120 offices in 80 different countries, over 50 billion dollars. It's, it's an impressive group of folks. Um, we've got three of the top five brands in the world right now in terms of RECMA ratings. Um, our clients are unbelievable. Every one of them, whether they're you know traditional companies or you know new D2C type brands, they're all struggling with you know, the same types of challenges. Fragmentation, digitization, how do they upgrade their own marketing organizations. Uh, and then our partners. I mean, when you look at our media partners that we're working with, every one of them is rooting for change and how do we help. And it's just an amazing group of people that really want to make this industry much, much better than it is today.
0: Is there a technology, we're here at CS, which is a tech company, a tech, tech conference, and there's so many kind of potential game-changing technologies. Some of them won't go anywhere, some of them might change the world. Is there a technology that makes you nervous?
1: Well, I grew up in the technology space, so I love technology, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really make me nervous. Um, I think the thing that I'm most excited about in terms of technology right now, I actually like the idea, everybody's worried about privacy and what's happening with data, and you got CCPA and GDPR. I think we're going to be able to get to a spot where personalization is much more about the context of what you're interacting with on the content side than you are about your own personal identification. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll be a good thing for folks, and I think it'll actually kind of leapfrog a lot of legislation we're seeing right now Mm -hmm. and what's happening. So as much as we can understand how to actually look at how people are interacting with brands or experiences or personalities um, and how to then create your advertising experience from that, I think that'll be an exciting technology for us.
0: So do you mean by that that you're going to need less of my personally identifiable data and you're just going to be able to use the data about how I interact with the brand, that kind of subset, to then create new experiences for me whether it's on the fly or kind of in the future? Is that what you mean by that?
1: That's what I hope, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You have... 35,000 people that work in Group M. 38,000 38,000 people. people that work in Group M. Yeah. What are some ways that technology is changing the way that you work internally? Well, I
1: mean, we were blessed at Essence, the company that I started with that came into Group M um, with great collaboration tools, understanding you know, that we don't always have to get on an airplane. We can use video chats. We can use G Suite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope to you know, bring all those types of collaboration tools into Group M. Um, you know, we're trying to do everything like everybody else. We're looking at different ways of collaborating, different types of communication tools, different types of video conferencing. Um, but, you know, it's a big company, so we're working through it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, 5G, does it matter to you? How are you thinking about it?
1: Yeah, it matters to me a lot because one of my best clients is T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think you look at the speed of collaboration, how it actually manages to connect the devices, the pace of which change is going to happen in that, the way to take disconnected cities and make them connected. Um, it's a huge, huge game-shifting technology for us.
0: Another buzzword we're hearing a lot, and it's not even a buzzword. It's a concept that's been around for a while, and certainly a theme at CES for the last several years. Artificial intelligence increasingly ensconced into people's real lives, real workplaces, real practices. Moving beyond the hype, um, is that a big factor for you? Do you think in terms of AI, or do you just think in terms of like good data science? How do you contextualize it?
1: No, we're using AI every day. I mean, we use AI to optimize campaigns. I mean, the combination of the AI and the cloud-based computing capabilities really changes things. And when you talk about what we were talking about earlier with data and privacy, you can take small data sets and make large-scale understandings about them through AI in the cloud. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Last question as we look to 2020 as a fill-in-the-blank. 2020 will be the year of? Democrats. All right. There it is. (laughs) Christian Jewell, Global CEO, Group M. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network.